Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Good afternoon, Chicagoland. Wake up out there. Hey, it's Bob Lambert and uh, my co-host, Jennifer Villarreal. Uh, again, is absent today, but she's uh, getting ready for a very big event in her life, and that's going to be her nuptials to uh, to Martin. So uh, she is taking care of business with that. I'm taking care of business here. we got a very special guest in studio. I'm just thrilled to be able to have him come back again. It's been a while since he's visited us, and I'd like to introduce you to uh, Bruce Strom. Uh, he is the founder of Gospel Justice Initiative and also a Mr. Justice. And I think that's when you were on the last time you were involved with that. Correct. Uh, so Gospel Justice Initiative is newer, newer right? That's right. Yeah, Five that's years old. Five mm-hmm. years old. So uh, we're going to bring Bruce in here to give you a little bit about what this is because this is phenomenal. And his story is, uh, brace yourself, his story for an attorney is really something uh, to talk about. Um, why don't we give our, our listeners a little of your background again so they can kind of re- reacquaint themselves with uh, the first time you're on, which was only for a short segment we had. We got you out for the whole show today. Well, thank you, Bob. I, I grew up in a wonderful environment, the son of a Baptist preacher, mm-hmm. and so grew up in the church. Wonderful way to grow up in more rural America. But pastors back then, unfortunately, weren't paid that well. <laughs> and we lived in a parsonage, right? A house owned by the church right next to the church. Right. Uh, and the one thing I swore to my father was I did not want to be poor. And honestly, Bob, I hate to admit it, but that is the reason that I went on into law school, became wow. a lawyer. Uh, worked for a great firm downtown, but honestly was arrogant enough at the time that I thought I could make more money on my own, and I did. So I left after two years. I left and formed my own law practice, Wow. was the senior partner of that practice, built up multiple offices across the suburbs, and uh, got to argue cases all the way to the United States Supreme Court. So yeah, that's I was a impressive. very successful yeah. lawyer. Yeah. How long did you have that practice? Had that practice for 12 years. 12 years. So uh, going through this whole thing, you, just, you set the course and said, I'm not, I don't want to be poor. Why did you just, uh, uh, settle on being an attorney? Well, honestly, I had two choices in my mind. At that time, people growing up thought either you were a doctor or a lawyer. Those were the two professions to make money in. Okay. And to this day, I can't stand the sight of blood. It was truly an easy call for me. <laughs> Where'd you go through? Where'd you do your law school at? Went to the University of Illinois ah, Law School. Great. Good for you. Uh, and you're an Illinois kid, right? I, I forgot to ask Well, you no, I grew up in Ohio. Grew up in Ohio? You're a Buckeye? Rural Ohio. I'm no a Buckeye. Way. That's correct. So am I. I. We got to talk. I didn't know there that. There you go. So I'm an Illinois transplant, <laughs> yeah. but uh, no, an Ohio Buckeye. But your practice was here, right? Practice uh, was here in Illinois, so, outside came, the suburbs of Chicago, correct. Because so, you came to school, got your JD, and then you stayed Correct. Stayed I stayed planted in the state. Here. That's right. That's awesome. How was it growing up as a PK? Honestly, I loved it. Now, you hear stories of PKs, probably some of your listeners have heard, that either yeah. they go really rotten or they it can turn out really well. Um, right. I appreciated it because I got to learn the Word of God from a very early age yeah. and got to be active in leadership in the church from an early wow, age. that's great. Uh, because Baptists do that very well, actually, involving everybody in uh, ministry. And so yeah. I, I truly loved my upbringing. Now, whereabouts in Ohio was this? Rural Ohio, you see. So Where? Southern Ohio, between the I-75 corridor, between Dayton and Cincinnati, 
Cincinnati, no a little way. town called Franklin. That's uh, where you know that's Perrysburg. Where I, I know Perrysburg very well, and nobody <laughs> would know that. That is a small town. <laughs> Not anymore. It's gotten pretty big. It's gotten pretty big. That's where I grew up. All right. Yeah. Well, right down the street <laughs> right from the Franklin, street. Carlisle, that whole area there, right there. <laughs> Absolutely, right. man. This is great. What a great surprise. I didn't really see what happens, folks, when you're out here and interviewing folks. You, you think you know, and then all of a sudden you get surprised. Hey, um, you know, you, you gave us a statement, or at least I went reading some of the stuff that you sent, which was, you know, written in two, as a true lawyer. You got to make sure all the detail was in there. But um, you mentioned a, a statistic, one in three Americans. What, did, what is that about? Yeah, so I love growing up, and mm-hmm. you probably, Bob, too, right? We started our day with the Pledge of Allegiance. Right. Critically important that we believe in liberty and justice for all. Right. But the reality is far different from that. One in three Americans cannot afford an attorney. That's that statistic. And you do not have the right to a free attorney unless you're charged with a crime. It's kind of backwards in this country that if you commit a crime, you'll get a lawyer. Right. But if you're a victim of that crime or if you've got all kinds of civil legal issues or issues with the government, you do right. not have the right to a free attorney. And yeah. most people simply cannot afford those fees. Right. And, and we rank pretty low in the We world. rank 98th in the world wow. for affordable access to justice. Wow. That is not justice for all. That is not justice for all. Why have we got this so uh, out of whack with uh, the justice system, why people can't get attorneys or can't afford attorneys? Well, I love our free market system. Our free market system, as you know, works well when you have competition, but there are no competition for lawyers. Lawyers hold a monopoly on the legal system. Only lawyers can serve as a lawyer, right? and in other places around the world, that's not true. They have other oh. individuals that can serve in those roles, okay. and they have, in many places, government-funded lawyers that will represent or other ways. We rely on the private marketplace, which works in most circumstances extremely well. Right. But Except for when people law, can't pay, right? <laughs> we've priced ourselves out of the average market. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's incredible. So, you know, one of the things that... Um, I read also how passionate you are about this. What what was the turning point? I mean, you had a successful 15-year run, had your own practice, you built this thing up, you had multiple offices and people, you know, working in the in the firm. What the heck happened? Bob, I think suffering, there's a theology of suffering. Some people can talk about none of us like suffering. In fact, I can't stand suffering, mm-hmm. but God tends to get a hold of our heart through that. For my wife and I, we couldn't have children. Mm-hmm. And for seven long years, we went through all of the procedures, a terrible up and down, and it was brutal suffering Mm -hmm. that brought me to my knees because I was so angry with God for not providing us a good Uh. Christian couple with children. Now, at the end of that process, you've heard the story probably many times, but we gave up like so many people, and right when we gave up, that's (laughs) when God showed up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And uh, we were at a doctor's office for the thousandth time, and we saw on the little ultrasound monitor two little peanuts that with beating hearts, and we knew we were having twins. Oh, my goodness. So leaving the wow. office that day in the, in the skies, we left the doctor's office, there was a double rainbow, and oh my I knew goodness. that God keeps his promises. Now fast forward nine months, right. because the boys have to be born C-section, mm-hmm. and we're out the night before celebrating with family and friends, and the entire restaurant, including the kitchen staff, go outside because there in the sky was the brightest double rainbow I've ever seen. Wow. And, you know, in the Bible, it says that when something is done twice, verily, verily, Mm -hmm. it's firmly established, or the Joseph story of the double dreams. Uh, And I just knew that God firmly establishes his promises. And it was was the way that God first got a hold of my heart, captured my heart. Okay. And it was from that that I started a, on the side, once a month, volunteer legal clinic called Administer Justice. Ah. 
So that's where that came. Uh, that's how that started, and okay. that started from even a Christmas gift from my wife, who wrote out verses of justice and Zechariah. Not one of those books a lot of us read a lot, yeah. but in Zechariah seven, nine, and ten, that was one of the verses I came across, and it says, "This is what the Lord Almighty says: Administer true justice, okay. show mercy and compassion to one another." I love it. So you know, because you grew up as a PK, you were really kind of indoctrinated right from a very early age about the Bible, the Word, and everything else. Did you? recognize at that time about justice and some of the stuff now, like you do now? I did not, because justice for me, and I think if you polled nine out of ten people on the street, they more equate justice with judgment. Mm -hmm. And so we think, even in our systems, of criminal justice and of punishing somebody for wrong. Mm -hmm. In the Christian world, we do the same thing. We think of a wrathful God, Mm -hmm. which is true, but it misses the whole totality of Scripture, which is all about standing up and speaking up for the poor and vulnerable, mm-hmm. uh, and that that's justice. That's true justice, right. is to intervene for those. And right. I had it backwards. I really was a very judgmental person who tended to think that the poor caused their own problems. I didn't really mm. know who they were, okay. and I thought that they deserved their lot in life, or that the government would just take care of them, and there wasn't a role for me as a Christ follower. Mm. That's profoundly changed. I mean, God radically changed that for me, Bob, by sending a lot of conflict in my life. Again, business leaders, we don't like conflict. My business is going great. (laughs) Yeah, right. God is God, and he shook it all up. I was in the middle of several lawsuits, not my Mm -hmm. fault, but Mm -hmm. first name on the letterhead, so I'm involved. Right. I was trying to buy two buildings. Everything fell apart. I was trying to hire new people. Everything fell apart. Wow. And I just recognized, Bob, that honestly, I was a guy named Jonah mm. in the Bible, running yep. away from God's call. Yeah. And God was saying, I want you off the boat. I want you literally to give up that practice right. and go serve and administer justice full time. Go serve the poor and vulnerable full time. Wow. And so I did that. I didn't want to, but I knew that if I continued to kick against the goads, if I continued to deny God's call, there would be consequences. Right. And that was kind of a uh, kind of a critical time for the family too, right? Critical time. At that point, my sons are two years old and my wife stayed home because we wanted her to stay home. Right. And she wanted to stay home. Right. And so I was the primary bedwinner, not a problem as a senior partner, but a big problem as a now not-for-profit lawyer with only $2,000 in the bank account. And no way to raise money or even know what I was doing. That is, oh man, I tell you, that'd be a real leap of faith there. You know, you put it all on the line, being able to just step out into. How long had you been doing a minister justice up to that point? Three years. Oh, so, so you it had took been a doing long that time for me to agree to what God wanted. Yeah, was he talking on you the whole time? He was, or did just, yes, he was, because yeah. I saw the needs of our neighbors, got to yeah. meet them, and the whole time he was tugging at my heart. I just didn't want to do it. I was trying to find somebody else. I was going to fund it. Ah, I just okay. didn't want to go. I didn't want to give up everything and do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's the hardest thing for all of us to let go and let God, you know, even even when it's easy when you're down, right? And you're down in the valley to get with that. But when you're having the high time, it's hard right. to look up here and say, hey, you know, this is all because of you, you know, and I owe it to you. How do I give back and how do I do all this stuff? It's just, you know, <laughs> I know um, I had my own little, uh, you know, um, Damascus Road experience myself that I had to get through. Um we're going to get back here in a minute with you because I really want to dig a little deeper into uh, what, you, what you're doing now and this wonderful thing that's going on and this fabulous program, uh, event you got coming up that a lot of people are going to want to know about. But first, we want you to get out there and we want you to text uh, our, our number out there at 224-404-1988. And the keyword is I, uh, justice. And um, Bruce has agreed to give everyone that te- uh, texts us in there 
a uh, PDF article on Do Likewise, Living the Gospel Through Compassion and Justice. So go out there in Texas at 224-404-1988, and the keyword is justice. And we're going to have something else to give away here shortly. We're going to be right back with Bruce Strom of Gospel Justice Initiative. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my guest, Bruce Strom, Gospel Justice Initiative and Administer Justice. And before we get too far in here, I want to let you guys know there's a really terrific event coming up called Open the Gates. Uh, It's the annual fundraiser for this, and we have got a very special guest. This is going to be on Friday, October the 4th at 6 p.m. at the Drury Lane Theater and Oak Brook Terrace, and Dr. Tony Evans is going to be there. Uh, you got to get uh, sign up for this very quickly because the tickets are going fast for this. It's actually a free event. Free and event. It's a front, front fundraiser. And you go out to gji.org uh, forward slash open the gates, uh, and that will get you into the registration to get out there. But uh, we're expecting probably 1,000 people at Correct. this thing, and we're pushing hard on that. So you got to get out there and get booked in this thing. It's free. Uh, but bring your pocketbook, okay? Bring your checkbook, because right. we want to help uh, support this ministry. So you listed some of the challenges that you had. You know, as any business, you know, you're facing this thing. Um, what were some of the other things that you had to face up to, you know, with this thing, other than giving up your law practice? Because you had some things you went through, some iterations you went through. I think a lot of business owners think they can do it in their own strength. And we mm. even go to school, we learn things, and we think now we're equipped to do it ourselves, Instead of letting God, what you said right. earlier, let go, let God. Right. Uh, that was my greatest struggle because I had been so successful and I was very proud. Mm. And God had to break that pride in me. You know, I know in Mark uh, chapter 8, verse 34 through 36, Jesus says, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Yeah, such a profound verse, too, because of the simple fact that we got to give it up, you know. And I know that I had to come to that, you know, that point and saying, you know, it's yours, you know, everything I have. My business, that was a big turning point in business for me when I was, uh, got in C12 and had to learn that I was the steward or the caretaker of this business. Right. It was a gift that was given to me. And so praying on things and being able to do that, so... Uh, so what were some of those challenges when you first went into this thing? I mean, you had, you know, you, you, obviously you went from, you know, a good paying job to zero. You had uh, babies already, and that was, uh, you know, another expense. A wife that didn't work. So how did all that come together for you? Well, it was a huge step of faith, as you said, and I went kicking and screaming into it. And I'm so grateful to God that he showed up early on in the process because mm. I was angry. I wanted to go back to Egypt. Mm. Um, I wanted to go back to my law practice, tell right. God to chuck this, and it was too much to ask. <laughs> right. uh, and so honestly, I'm in this little dinky 8 by 10 office, no more <laughs> nice law offices, right. and I can't figure out even how to print an envelope. <laughs> and I'm so angry at God for taking away my money, my job, my position, my, 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 my. Right. Uh, and I was shaking my fist at God. I said, God, what am I doing here? And Bob, I'm not crazy, but God answered. This was my Damascus Road. Mm-hmm. He said, my will. Mm. For whatever you do for one of the least of these, you do unto me. Yeah. And that broke me. Yeah. I have had to learn so much over the years. I knew nothing, nothing about running a not-for-profit, nothing about fundraising, nothing about anything. 
but I knew God and right. I knew his call right. and I was willing to put in the time and the energy in prayer and pursuing what he had, trusting that he would provide. And he has. Yeah. Now that was a minister justice, right? That was a minister so justice. That's still going. Right? Correct. And what, how long, how long was that? Well, that's so it was 19 thing. years ago. 19 years ago that that got, got going. That that got started and, okay. you know, it took three years, as I said, all volunteers. So 16 years ago when I was alone in this uh, office right. uh, trying to go full time. And let's tell the folks about what is what was Administer Justice? What was that about? So Administer Justice, and now, Bob, we've merged the two organizations. Right. So, But Administer Justice was the local service arm. So they were meeting with clients who have legal needs, you okay. know, individuals who cannot afford an attorney. Mm-hmm. Like, consider a guy named David. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what I'll call him. We don't use clients' right. real names. But he walked into a church, because most of our clinics are set up in church sites, okay. on a Saturday morning, never would have set foot on a Sunday. But he'd seen his daughter earlier, and he'd walked out on her um, and the mom when she was born, uh, ran into his daughter at a Walmart. She's three years old now. Mm. And he sees, and he's just grieved. He's like, what did I do? How could I walk away from this? She doesn't have a dad and I really want to be in her life. Right. But that means establishing legal relationships. And he wants to do the right thing now, right? He did the wrong thing. Right. Now he wants to be a stand-up guy. Um, and he learns about us, that there's a legal aid where he doesn't have to pay money. A dignity fee is all. And he can come in and meet with an attorney who will put together all that paperwork and help him to establish a right relationship with his daughter to do the right thing to support her, to be in her life. And so that was the legal side. But at the same time, we have lots of volunteers that are part of this ministry and somebody we call an advocate who meets after the lawyer. Mm. And that woman recognized that David had a hole in his heart because he didn't have a father. Mm. He didn't have a heavenly father and able to talk to him about the same crushing feeling he was feeling for his daughter that was fatherless, that he was fatherless. And identifying that relationship that he needed, he prayed to accept Christ. And now we have a new brother in the kingdom of God and he's so excited. He got his first Bible. He's studying with the lawyer. Now, get this. He's studying with the lawyer, the Sermon on the Mount, together really? as they wow. also work through paperwork. So how cool wow. is that? Wow. And he's back with his daughter. And he's back with his daughter. So great now, outcome there. That's yeah. right. And supporting her, providing the right support wow. for the mom and so the whole family. Wow. Uh, so there's these, what do you call the offices? Are they offices? They're just clinics, right? Yeah, we what call them Gospel Justice Centers. Gospel Justice Centers, and they're predominantly in churches? Predominantly in churches. So you have a partnership with churches, then, to be able to provide this service to them? Correct. There's no cost partnership, so there's no money. That's always a hard thing for And we cover all the insurance. They're a chapter, so they operate under our umbrella. Okay. But they work in partnership with the church where we train their people as volunteers. Okay. And then lawyers, bring in lawyers. Okay. To uh, provide this legal ministry to their community. And it's a great outreach for a church. And they provide a space, of course, free of charge. And it, it really is a wonderful partnership and wonderful gospel justice service to the community. So uh, get, let me get this right. Are the attorneys doing this pro bono or are they getting paid? No, attorneys are doing this pro bono. We have okay. some staff attorneys who serve as really great coaches and resources for our volunteer attorneys. Okay. But all across the country. And realize we're in 93 places now yeah, across the country. Yeah, this is great, Bruce. They're, I... they're volunteer lawyers and they're volunteer teams right. that are operating on our umbrella doing this service. That is phenomenal. God is really blessing this, isn't he? Let's yeah, amen. Spiritual multiplication. <laughs> Do you have trouble getting attorneys? all to do this? We do, honestly, and I understand. They're, lawyers live on a six-minute clock, Bob. It's mm-hmm. brutal, and that's how they get paid. Mm-hmm. And so time 
means a lot to them. Right. Expertise means a lot to them. So when they're stepping out to help people with issues that probably they don't encounter in their regular practice right. as patent lawyers or mergers and acquisitions attorneys or estate planning lawyers. Right. Uh, but when they learn of the opportunity here that it's limited engagement and we train them on what they are going to be doing and that they have great support systems in place, okay. they are then eager to do it because they okay. recognize that, hey, just four Saturdays, four hours, one Saturday a month, Okay. I can change somebody's life. Right. And that's powerful. I would assume that once you got the momentum going and word of mouth and people seeing with this. Now, is the Christian Legal Society involved in any of this at all or yeah, supporting absol- you? Absolutely. Okay. So okay. We, we partner with them. They also have some legal aid groups and we work together. There's, mm-hmm. We're the only two groups in the entire country doing anything. Yeah. And there could be 10 of us. Right. So it's wonderful to work together to encourage lawyers to be part of that membership organization, Christian right. Legal Society, uh, and to... Uh, get engaged with us in doing legal ministry. Right. That, that's fabulous. And of course, you know, we've had Sally Wagenmaker on here. I know you know Sally. Wonderful friend. She's a wonderful friend. And John Malk was just on two weeks John ago. John Malk. Yeah. Great new book. If they haven't yeah. read his book, that's right. right. Uh, we gave away his book. Good. Two of his books. And uh, yeah, and it was just so profound to me listening to you guys and how all this is coming together for the kingdom is just incredible, you know. And and uh, we need it so badly out there. We really Amen. need it really badly. As you know, I'm involved with a... Uh, an uh, organization called Legacy Reentry Foundation was helping formerly incarcerate, and that's a, it's a ministry actually founded by a great Christian brother, and uh, that's another area that we're looking to get some help in as they come out later on and some of the, the legal issues they face. You know, correct, and we do a lot of that. People don't yeah. realize the. 400 some thousand laws that exist that are barriers oh, yeah. to reentry. Oh my goodness! And yeah. So we do help a lot with reentry issues. Okay, well we've got to get you connected up with George. I know we talked about that, but you hear that out there, George? Okay, buddy, I got <laughs> I got some help here coming. Uh, the other thing too that we talked about is uh, incorporating work and faith. You know, and, and obviously it's faith based what you're doing. Do you, do you rec- does it recognize as a ministry, Bruce? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yes. So how do you incorporate faith and work with what you're doing? I don't imagine it's very hard, but yet you got to be very intentional about it, right? We'd be very intentional. So we build in the support teams because lawyers are not always good at that. The first thing we encourage the lawyer to do is pray. Mm-hmm. And for most lawyers, they haven't done that in their practice. Uh, okay. Sally and John are wonderful yeah. exceptions. but uh, And that's a little bit, that's the first thing on their checklist. Right. That it's a little fearful, but the very moment they do it and the very moment that the client, that overwhelms them and they're crying the lawyer recognizes that impact. The ability now, because a lot yeah. of lawyers in their workforce have to be very careful. Yes. They really can't yeah. live faith. Unlike a lot of jobs, they, there are different limitations and restrictions. Right. But here they have the opportunity to step outside of that, step into a church right. where people even come to the church, recognize that, hey, this is faith-based. They know out of the gate it is. Right. And they're usually willing. They're welcome. They're open to prayer. Right. And when they start to see Christ in action, it just causes in them questions on, why are you doing this? You're mm-hmm. not charging me a lawyer fee. Right. And it's because truly Jesus paid their bill in full. Yep. And it's a great opportunity to enter into those spiritual dialogues, whatever God may have in that. And, and they don't have to be Christians to, to get the service. They right? most certainly do not. In yeah. fact, we see people of all kinds of faiths and no mm-hmm. faith all right. the time. Yeah, that's what that's what's wonderful about it, I gotta tell you. Hey, we're gonna give you another chance to win some stuff out here. Uh, Bruce is being very generous. We want you to text uh 224-404-1988. 
with the keyword justice, and he's going to give away one of his books that was published six years ago, right? Right. And that is a book called Gospel Justice, just like the name Gospel Justice Initiative, uh, that Bruce wrote, and also Tony Evans wrote the foreword for that book. He did. And so uh, Bruce is uh, very close personal friends with Tony, so that's why he's coming to Chicago. You've got to come to this event uh, and listen to him, and that is going to be on October the 4th. You get out there and go to J or gji.org forward slash open the gates to get your reservation in for the October 4th uh, event at Drury Lane Theater. So go out there and check it out. We're going to be right back with Bruce Strom in our next segment. We're going to talk even deeper about some of the stuff that he's doing in his background. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my guest, Bruce Strom of Gospel Justice Initiative and Minister Justice. And uh, this has been terrific, Bruce. So thank you so much for coming in today and also some of the stuff that's going on. But, you know, one of the things I want uh, people come in, we have things that turn them or shape them or whatever. So what kind of Bible verses have helped you through... Um, through these trials or tribulations that you're going through, or maybe you have several of them. No, I have one key life verse. I think many people do. Uh, most people are surprised because they know me as a justice lover, and there's 2,000 verses in the Scripture that speak to justice. Second right. most prominent theme is what my friend Tony Evans says. It's right. the second most prominent theme. And uh, yet my favorite verses come from 1 Thessalonians five sixteen to 18, which are rejoice always, pray continually, Give thanks in all circumstances, right. for that is God's will for you through Christ Jesus our Lord. I just find that we have to have an attitude of joy, rejoicing in all circumstances, that we have to be constantly in prayer. We can't do it in business right. or life, and that then we're going to be living out his will. You know, with everything you've gone through and the ups and downs and building a practice, you know, up to what you did and walking away from that, doing the other kind of things. I got to believe there's a few words of wisdom that you would probably give to your younger self out there. What would those be? Bob, I would tell myself that life isn't about me, (laughs) (laughs) that it's about loving God and loving your neighbor, all neighbors, not just the ones you like. I love that. That was great. Um, You know, we had the privilege of uh, Tom Nelson. I don't know if you know uh, Tom Nelson. I don't know Tom. Yeah, Tom wrote a book, Loved Your Neighbor. Hmm. And uh, Tom actually wrote the first book, uh, um, Work Matters, and he's actually a pastor out in the next of Kansas. He's actually the chairman for uh, Made to Flourish, the whole organization right. that's going out and helping pastors all over the country to learn about faith, work, and, and uh, uh, economics. And uh, we've had the privilege of having uh, Tom on a couple times, but boy, it was so profound, that book and what he did as far as Love Thy Neighbor. He grew up in Minnesota, went through a tough time. His father uh, left the family early. I think it was like seven kids and was in the church and all that stuff, but really had some very profound things that actually hurt him uh, at, you know, going into adulthood that didn't happen. So I think it's to, to stop on that about loving your neighbor and what mm-hmm. you're doing with this uh, is truly that hand, you know, reaching out and giving that hand uh, to people that are, are less advantaged. And particularly in the area you're talking about, because if one in three Americans do not have access, or three out of whatever it is, don't have access to this kind of stuff, which I think is probably a revelation for me and certainly for a lot of people out there listening. Um, Let's talk about something here, because this is really very personal to you and very profound. Mm -hmm. Your friend, Dr. Tony Everett, said you you talk about him and being inspiring to you, along with Tim Keller. But how did you develop this relationship with Tony? 
So at our 10th anniversary for Administer Justice, he was our speaker. Mm. We were able to bring him in. At that point, I had a relationship with Erwin Lutzer, who's a friend right. of uh, Tony Evans. And the book was coming out. It hadn't come out yet, but okay. it was coming out. And so that was my re- connection to Tony. And when he came, I just got to meet a hero, right? <laughs> a, a hero in the faith. And yeah. there was just a chord because Tony does care about justice. He knows mm. it's the second most prominent theme. He sees brokenness in his community. Sure. He's in Dallas. And he understands that the twin pillars of the kingdom of God are justice and righteousness. Mm-hmm. And he's coming on purpose to talk to that at Open the Gates. Mm. He is coming and excited to come because he's launching a national campaign with several other leaders to open the gates for justice and hope. Oh, wow, that's uh, great. And it's all about what the Bible says about justice, the clarion call for Christians to get involved in this work, mm-hmm. because for too long the church that led the way in education, led the way in health care, has been absent when it comes to the legal needs of the poor. Yeah. And Tony is excited about developing that and okay. launching that campaign. Okay. So without giving too much away, do you know some of the little touch points? That, yeah. Oh, Tony mm-hmm. Evans, if you have not, you need to listen to Tony <laughs> Evans because he will really build something up, ramp yeah. up. But it is absolutely all about the kingdom agenda, and he's written many kingdom books. Right. Right? Kingdom Prayer is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, that's a great uh, book. And so he's going to be talking about how the kingdom of God is built upon the foundation of justice and mm-hmm. what that means on a practical level, weaving it throughout the scripture and then making it very practical on how we can get involved and make a difference in our community. Yeah, I love the theme to open the gates. I mean, it is so profound as to not only the criminal criminal justice system, which obviously I'm getting very involved in now with uh, uh, legacy reentry and seeing some of the things that I wasn't even even aware of or even within the galaxy of my thinking as to what was going on. And I've gotten very passionate about that to be able to help these folks because you know I got three to four hundred or four to th- yeah three to four hundred thousand being released back into society every year and seventy three percent recidivate rate within three years for only, basically two reasons they can't get housing and they can't get jobs or jobs right, and exactly. housing so you know we uh, here's here we at three point seven percent unemployment here's a, a segment of the population that we really need to get and I'm, I'm really encouraged by some of the things I'm seeing now you know that are happening. Uh, um, the legislation where um, Trump just opened up, you know, mm-hmm. to three second chance, yeah, act. Absolutely. second chance act, and all that stuff. So at least we're seeing some movement with we that, are. and and that's hopeful, you know. And businesses again are starting to recognize the fact that these people need a chance, you know, to be coming out. They do, so. and they are honestly some of the best workers because oh, they yeah. don't want to fail, they don't want to go back. Yeah. But we've created too many barriers for them to get those jobs. Boy, yeah, amen, amen. <laughs> um. What do you do to encourage your clients and customers and, and people that you interface with? We, we have a great system in place, and I encourage because people think of law and these legal ministries as just lawyers. Right. We have teams at each of these chapters that are nine-member teams. One is a lawyer. So okay. there are ways for people to get involved, and it helps from the very moment that a client walks in. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to a government agency, but they are so sterile, and I don't know why people work there, because they don't like working there, uh, usually. And we wanted to create a warm, welcoming environment. So we have hospitality people that are baking things for that morning for the wow, client, that's great. Um, having fresh coffee out. So from the moment they walk in, and things for children, because a lot of single moms, that's the number one poverty demographic in America. So when a single mom brings their child... They have, the child has something to do and somebody to watch them while they're meeting with the lawyer. Uh, and then all kinds of other touch points with prayer, with encouragement, with following up with somebody by phone. There are a lot of ways that we encourage the client in the midst of this might be the darkest period in their life. Yep. Because legal issues are yeah. overwhelming for they anyone. They are. And if you cool. don't have means, it's even more overwhelming. Even so. Is there a challenge at all to get the churches involved? 
with this and see the way that this is going to help them at all? Um, I have not had much problem with churches. Sometimes in some of the better resource churches, they want to see this as outreach. They don't see it as a need within their church. But with uh, one in three Americans, there's actually people within their own church, and they oh, start yeah. to realize that. Oh, but yeah. I have not had problems. Most churches really do want to be involved in right. doing justice. Now, you're across the country now with this, right? Coast to coast. Coast to coast. And we have 80 locations? 93. 93. And the goal is? 1,000. 1,000. Okay. So we hope you hear that out there? We got 1,000. So what can people do to, to get in touch with you or to know more about this? Absolutely. Email me, okay. bruce at gji.org. Bruce okay. at gji.org. I okay. love hearing contact. I love people connecting me with lawyers yes. because that's key in each region. Right. I love them connecting me with churches. That's key. Uh, and just wanting to volunteer. We're yeah. looking to raise up an army to advance God's kingdom of justice. Yeah, boy, what a worthy cause, too. I tell you, it's just amazing to me. Um what other resources do you use to to engage people or to equip them, you know, the business leaders? Because I know you, you're very strong on that because you're involved with uh, um, the um, Christian Business Christian, Fellowship. Yeah, mm-hmm. tell a little bit about that. You're so Christian Business there. Fellowship, I'm on the board. It's a national right. organization similar to C12 and some of these mm-hmm. other great Christian business groups. And I right. strongly encourage every Christian business leader, you know, yep, how sure important do. it is yep. that they gather and they work on their business, not just in it. Yep. And so... Christian Business Fellowship does that as well. They have powerful teachings, which is a little bit unique in terms of literally teaching on marketing, on organization development, on legal, accounting, all the different pieces of a business. Right. Uh, And that, I think, is very helpful, as well as the fellowship piece. Yeah. Now, that was birthed right here in Chicago, right? Birthed in Chicago. Yeah. And how long has that been going on? That's been going on five years. Well, you know, Bill is going to be on, and is the president. Good. Bill's going Bill to be Nolan on. Bill Nolan you love. Yeah, that's right. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that out there, listeners. I don't want to give too much away here, but Bruce is a component of that, and I had the privilege when I went to one just recently. Uh, Bruce was there and uh, was very eloquent in what he was talking about, also making sure that everybody knew about, uh, you know, Open the Gates coming up. And, again, we want you to know about that. So let's talk real quickly. Open the Gates. It's going to be when and where, and how do they get a hold yeah, of Yeah, Friday them? night, October 4th, 6 o'clock. Uh, till 9, we'll be done by 9, mm-hmm. and uh, you want to go to gji.org. You could go to Open the Gates, but mm-hmm. gji.org, the landing page, will take you there. Right. It's a free event. I will be asking for support because this mm-hmm. is a major fundraiser. We're looking to raise half a million dollars that night, mm-hmm. um, and I believe by God's grace that will be possible. Yep. And we really are inviting the people of God to truly live on mission for God, yep. which includes justice and righteousness. That's fabulous. And where, where's the location? Drury Lane Theater. Drury Lane. So yep. Oak Brook Terrace, yep. but great location, great forum. Oh, great. And, and parking's free. So. Parking's free <laughs> yeah. and easy. That's right. Yeah. Parking's free and easy. So you got to get out there and check that out. Uh, also, you wanted to get out in Texas at 224-404-1988. Uh, keyword is justice. Bruce is giving away one of his books, uh, Gospel Justice. And everyone that texts us is going to get a PDF called do likewise, living the gospel through compassion and justice. So everybody will be qualified to do one of those and get one of those. Okay. Um, I was just trying to think here. One of the things that we want to do as far as, um, you know, a funny, cool thing about Bruce is people might not know that know you. Boy, people who know me now do not know that I am a recovering Pharisee. <laughs> uh, that's what I say. I've shared earlier in this program so they'd understand that I had a Grinch heart. It was three sizes too small, right. and God had to yank me. I mean, a lot of us that are most pride, I think, need, like Paul, Damascus Road moments and bigger yep. things to pull us out, to use us. Yep. And it takes bigger breaking 
because we're so proud. So yep. I am a recovering Pharisee, and I praise God that he stretched my heart three times as large as he did. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so that I can truly love my neighbor. I love it, Bruce. I tell you. How are they going to get a hold of you again? Get a hold of me at Bruce yep. at GJI.org. Yep, and it's GJI stands for? Gospel Justice Initiative. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here, folks. you got to get out there and see this. And I really want to encourage all of our listeners, particularly here in Chicagoland, even want to fly in for this, because oftentimes do we get to see Dr. Tony Evans in person, personal friend of Bruce's, and he's on a mission, too. Open the Gates has got a great initiative here. And you can hear a lot about that if you get out there to that event on October the 4th. I know I'm going to be in the audience. I'm really geeked about this thing. I want to see this. I'm excited about Bruce and his initiative. And I know Bruce's going to help me in a few of our initiatives out there from a legal standpoint. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Uh, We're going to roundtable the subject of is your business built on a strong foundation for long-term success? We'll be right back. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, welcome back. Before we get started on this, I want to remind you to text us at 224-404-1988 with the keyword justice so you can win a copy of Gospel Justice by Bruce Strom, which is here with us today. Also, for everyone, they're going to get uh, a copy of that enters the text message in there. Do likewise, living the gospel through comparison and justice it's in a PDF form will be sent to you. Bruce, we talked about this as uh, your business built on a strong foundation of long-term success. Obviously, you've got some goals for what you're doing, you know, and what's your view of this, you know, building a business on long-term success? Well, it's so critically important to build on a solid foundation, the rock, Jesus Christ, every business. If we believe what you said earlier, that God is the owner of our business, then we need to take that seriously. For most business owners, I encourage them that's prayer. Mm -hmm. I don't know any business that operates where you never talk to the boss and you never listen to the boss. Yeah. I mean, if that person were in your business, you'd fire them, and it's probably you. Because right. how many of us are listening to God and how many of us are talking to him on a very regular basis in, about our business? So for us, that's what we've been doing. And as a board, I have a board that I'm blessed with. We've been praying into that, and God is blessing. And we're, as I said, in 93 places, but we're on goal to get to 1,000. Yeah. And that's all across the United States of America. And I don't know, Bob, the Great Commission goes to the ends of the world. And so I don't know that one day you'll have me back and we'll be talking about all of the international sites <laughs> right, exactly. that might exist. I was going to say, because this is worldwide, you know, this whole thing exists. Uh, you know, when we hear these horrific problems about trafficking and some of these other things that are going on uh, where they don't have some of the resources that we have. And, and here we have it in our own country, too, that's going on, too. And I know that's part of the issues that you talk to and all, the whole justice thing. You know, it's interesting when you said that, Bruce, about uh, the boss, right? Uh, when I've been able, had the good fortune and honor to speak to organizations, I introduce them as to who I report to. And that is Very God good. is the chairman of my organization, Jesus Christ is CEO, and the Holy Spirit's the COO. If those guys are for me, who can be against me, you know, because that's really what it's about. You know? Amen. It's the triune. And and all those things operate and in, in, in orchestrate in conjunction. But when you, like you, I suffer, you know, for, well, I still do from pride, Um Ken Blanchard gave me a great uh, prayer that I say every day, and that's take the eye out of me, fill me with you, and cloak me in humility. Uh, It's simple, but it's very profound, you know, especially for any of you out there. I know I'm probably the only one that suffers from pride, but, (laughs) you know, it's it's one of those things. Long-term success, you know, it's interesting, the term long-term success. What does that mean, really, when you think about that? And you're dealing with a lot of business people now with the fellowship. What's 
What's that look like? Right. It really is perseverance. It's being willing to fail. Every good entrepreneur or any good business person has to be willing to accept failure and challenges. And everyone should be questioning, right? If you stay complacent, if you stay in the same place, that's a recipe for death. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're not growing, if we're not growing in our Christian faith, right. then we're, we're dying. And yep. we, we, we hear that on Sunday and we understand sanctification, but then sometimes we don't apply it in our business. Right. That our business has to always be growing. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean large or, or grand visions, but it does mean always growing, expanding, and changing, right. adapting to the needs of the community where you're, whatever it is that you're doing in business. And yep. so I think that's just profoundly important as we look to long-term success, and that's going to mean perseverance. Right. So you can't just quit or throw in a towel or do these different things. And perseverance requires prayer, which is why I will always come back to prayer, yep. talking to the boss and listening to the boss. I love that term, man. That's great. You know, it's, uh, it is very profound, too, because I know that when I came to the Lord and I had to start giving everything up, uh, like you, you know, I had, uh, it was like, wow, you know, what, what, what am I really getting myself into? And time after time, the miracles came, the things came, the checks. I know that that happened for you. Amen. So when it you opened up, a couple times. of checks were there. And, you know, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, God will provide. You just have to trust it that he will. And it won't necessarily be in your timing, you know, when you want <laughs> it, it to be. never has been in mine. So <laughs> <laughs> when you right. want it to be, it's not quite there. But uh, absolutely. Um, the other thing, too, about, you know, I, I coach. It's interesting you brought up the word failure. Um, we have a, a teaching that we do within the practice. There is no such thing as failure. The only thing that there is a failure of, of not trying. Right. Uh, I, I say agree. failure Failure is basically just you didn't get the results you wanted. So try something different. Well, failure really is really doing. giving up, not trying. It's exactly right. what it is. That's failure. That is failure. And so uh, when you try something that didn't work, that isn't really failure. It's, that's just you learning. Tried it. It's learning, you know. A new and, way to build a light bulb. That's right. And in, in business, that's what we got to do. It's a constant iteration of learning. You know, all these things kind of lead up to that. I know I'm working with a couple of people that are into succession planning for businesses, you know, right. and I'm looking to succeed out of my business here in the next couple of years. And what does that look like? And how do you really set yourself up for that? Well, you got to get out there forward to it. You got to really understand what you got and what is, that's built on, just like what you said, building in practice on a rock. And then being able to understand then what are the things that you have to do to maybe get to where you want to be or you want the business to be by the time you want right. to. Right. And then it's a lot of prayer. <clears throat> right? lot of How prayer. am I going to do this? Who am I going to transition this to? Yep. And you got to be listening to your boss. So when is those thousand uh, uh, you know, points of light going to be out there for you? What are you projecting right now? for? Well, I don't know. We do have a three-year campaign that Tony Evans is launching. So there's an right. Open the Gates event, but then it's going to be a campaign for three years that we okay. that we plan to get to 222 by 2022. Okay. And then we think it will accelerate rapidly from there. Yeah. And in the next three years, we could actually achieve 1,000. Yeah, that's a, there's a tipping point. For there's this. a tipping there's, point yeah, there's in a every business. Critical that's mass correct. kind of thing that all of a sudden that thing goes. And plus the fact, I think that we're getting a lot of energy around all over the country. Would you right. agree? I would I mean, strongly agree. More things are starting to happen around this. Uh, and it's not just necessarily Christian things. I mean, other people are getting No, people are awakening this. to injustice and the right. brokenness of our systems. But the beautiful thing is for Christ followers to step into that because God has a lot to say about it. And we want to do it in a God-honoring way, a gospel justice versus merely a social justice. Yeah, and, and, and the theme of this whole program really is to, you know, inspire, equip, encourage Christians to lead where they're at by their walk, not to talk. I think it's yeah, very amen. critical because the millennial generation and the Zs are really watching. They've seen the talk for too many, you know, 
decades. And That's then right. somebody walking they wanna, in a different direction. Show me what you do. That's yeah. right. And I think that that generation, which I believe is going to be the best generation in this country, it really gets this. I think they're really about social mission. They're about social things that affect people and affect our, our economy, our governments, and affect our, our uh, world, our environment. You know, very proactive about that. So I'm seeing uh, indications of that. So I think this thing is going to accelerate far beyond 1,000 points. Amen. <clears throat> we'll trust God belief. for that. That's yeah, right. you know, and uh, we got to equip some of these young people to get in there and get active. Do you have any young attorneys that are joining? The, oh, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, our number one target, every group should have a mark, you know, a number one right. target that you look for is yeah. a woman in her 30s. Always. So it's these young female lawyers that are uh-huh. fed up with some of the grind yeah. of law, right. not making a difference, not seeing an impact, and they are stepping out in droves because they want to make a difference. That's I'm also great. seeing legacy impact older men. Yes. Step out as well because ah. they want to now give back. Yes. They've arrived and they want to, they, they do not want to just sit out on a golf course. Yeah. I love those individuals, but uh, many of them are young women. You are correct. Okay. So that would be one of the pitches that you want to get out there on this and broadcast is you, that's, that's the kind of people you're appealing to also, or you're finding that. I do. So if you know someone people. like that, or if you are that person, please reach out. Yeah. And also if you're in a congregation out there, a church, and you see this is a need, this is something that your church doesn't provide, I strongly encourage you to get a hold of Bruce, and how are they going to get a hold of you again? Bruce at gji.org. Gji.org. Say that three times. Yeah, I know. You got that Gospel thing Justice down, buddy. Initiative, you're right. <laughs> Gospel Justice Initiative. And this has been wonderful, Bruce. I just can't thank you enough, and I was just thrilled that I got to be able to make contact with you again and then hear about this event. We're able to get you on so we can promote this thing. It's a terrific event that's coming up again on October 4th. Open the gates. Dr. Tony Evans is going to be the speaker there. Uh, and that is at Drury Lane Theater and Conference Center in Oak Brook Terrace. So get out there and get on that website. Get registered. We're looking for a thousand people going to be attending. We're well over half that now. So you know you got to get out there and get registered. To be able. It's free, folks. But please bring your checkbook or your wallet or your change or whatever it is because this is a fundraiser and for a phenomenal cause. Uh, and we want to get that elevated well past the 93 mark here. Uh, and I know that Bruce is also. Well, again, thank you for joining us here at Faith Marketplace every Saturday, noon to 1 o'clock. Uh, beaming all over the uh, the continent here. So get out there and download the YLL uh, app. You can listen to us from anywhere because it's on the Internet. Also get out and check out our website, faithmarketplace.com. we got lots of resources and all the podcasts of all the shows. See you next Saturday. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.